Okay, good morning, guys. Good to see you all. How many of you guys brought your Bibles today? Oh, she did. She did. Yeah, all right, all right. Don't forget, don't forget, man. It's like going to war without your sword or your, or your AK-47, okay? Got to bring your Bible to church. You need it, all right? You need it. All right, I tell you what, while, you, while, while I'm writing this, turn to 1 Samuel. All right, we're going to change things up a little bit. I figure you're probably tired of me talking to you about being lazy and slothful and all that stuff. So, 1 Samuel uh, 23. 1 Samuel 23. Okay, I've got, guys, all right, I got a list of names here I'm going to read to you. If you can, if you can hold it in, wait till I get done with the list and then tell me what these people have in common, okay? All right, so I'm going to give you a list. Now, most of you should know these guys. Now, there may be a couple that you don't know, but, but you might, you'll probably figure it out yet. All right, so uh, I'm gonna, they're pairs, all right? So tell me what all, they all have in common at the end, if you can. Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, Frodo and Sam. Frodo and Sam. SpongeBob and Patrick. Uh, Lucy and Ethel. Uh, there you go. See, I knew you. I knew some of you wouldn't do that. Know that one. Um, Tim, Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, how, how do you say what? Do I go show you? I didn't see the movie. <laughs> Timo. Well, it's spelled T-I-M-O-N. Timon. Timon. Okay, it's Timon. Okay, cool. Uh, it's, I, I didn't see the movie. Uh, Joey and Chandler. Um, okay. Bill and Ted. Um, um, Maverick and Goose. Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Uh, Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. Captain America and Bucky. Mr. Incredible and Frozone. Woody and Buzz. And uh, last but not least, Hawkeye and Natasha. Or the Black Widow. Okay. All right. So what, what, what is all this? Well, there are, there are some, I, I would have trouble calling a cartoon character a sinner, but what? They're part of a pair. They're best friends. They're part of a pair. They're best friends. What? They're all different. They're mostly different characters from the movie. But some of them, yeah. But, the, but that. I knew them. But, well, some were cartoons, but I, I consider them people, okay? All right, yeah. Partners. They're partners, best friends, right? Believe it or not, John, do you guys know who Ella Fitzgerald is? No. Nope. Wasn't she like a jazz singer? There you go. Excellent. Okay. You guys know who Marilyn Monroe is, an actress? Okay. The story is how they met is uh, Ella was being uh, kept out of some nightclub singing. They weren't, they weren't taking her because of her color. And Marilyn Monroe said, I will be at that nightclub. I want to hear her sing. And they said all through California, Wherever Ella Fitzgerald was singing, Marilyn Monroe showed up to support her and to make sure she got to sing, all right? Uh, so you know who Thomas Edison and Henry Ford are? Yeah. Okay, you know what they have in common? Yeah. 
inventors. Both inventors. They actually bought houses next to each other on a beach and, and vacationed together. All right. Yeah, they're best friends. Um, let's see who else. Who else? So who's Lucy and Ethel? I love Lucy. All right. The what? Yeah, they were neighbors. Where, where, where did the Mertzes live? I think they lived above them. Yeah, in the same building. All right. All right. So, all right. So you get it. These guys are friends. All right. So I want you to. So friends are important, right? I mean, I remember uh, it was extremely important that you have a best friend in high school and, and you know, the guys I hung with. There's guys that I, I still meet and, and see sometimes that I hung out with in high school. Uh, they're very important to me. You guys uh, have hopefully friends and best friends, all right? So I want you to turn to uh, 1 Samuel. We're going to talk a little bit about best friends and friends and what it takes to be a friend and that sort of stuff this morning. So 1 Samuel chapter 23. Now here's the story that's going on. Saul's king of Israel, right? And but he's gotten himself in trouble with God. So God says, you're no longer going to be my king. I am going to replace you. Well, he replaces him with who? David. David, all right. But he tells David when David's very young, all right. And David's not yet king yet. And Saul finds out that David's going to take his throne. And so what's Saul going to do? What's he about to do? Try to kill him. He's going to try to kill him. All right. He's, he's, so, he's, so as the story picks up here, in 1 Samuel chapter 23, David is on the run. He's, he's hiding, and he, he's, he's in this town. Uh, boy, I'll get it wrong. It's K-E-I-L-A-H, Keilah, all right? Somebody else say it? Okay, did I get it right? All right. So he's there, and he's hiding out with, he's got 600 guys. Now, you would think 600 guys is a lot, all right? But Saul's got the whole nation of Israel back in him, all right? So he's there, and he finds out that uh, Saul's on his way, and he asks, he, he, he gets, gets the word that they're going to betray him. So he hightails it out of town with his, his 600 men, and he's out in the desert, all right? And so this is where it picks it up. He's out in the desert, high, or the wilderness. So turn to uh, chapter 23, verse 15. It says, Now David became aware that Saul had come out to seek his life, while David was in the wilderness, uh, Ziffa at Horesh. So he's, he's at Ziffa. He's between Ziffa and Keilah, all right? So he's out in this wilderness, all right? And, and Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David at Horesh and encouraged him in God. That's really important, all right? He encouraged him in God. Thus he said to him, do not be afraid, because the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you, and you will be king over Israel. I will be next to you, and Saul, my father, knows that this also. So, so the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed at Horesh while Jonathan went to his house. All right, so here's David. He's, he's experienced this persecution by Saul. Saul is just relentlessly pursuing him, trying to kill him, all right? And Jonathan finds out where David's at, all right? 
And so Jonathan picks up from his house. Now, he and David have already been friends for a while, okay? So you have to, you have to take into account what is, what is probably taking place, all right? Now, who do you tell things you wouldn't tell your brother or sister, your mom or dad? Who do you tell that sort of stuff to? Your best friend, all right? Your friend, all right? Uh, so Jonathan and David are friends, all right? So you know that somewhere in their conversation that David has told Jonathan the story of how God had called him to be the new king of Israel. Well, who was supposed to be the king after Saul? Jonathan. Jonathan was supposed to take the, take the throne. So you have the future prince of Israel befriending the, the new king, which, what does that do to Jonathan? It's dethroning him, basically. Yeah, he, he, he's cut off. He's not going to be king. So that's pretty unusual, all right? That's like, um, let's put it like this, all right? So you're, you're the, you're the uh, maybe I can't say it like that, but best I can do. You're uh, on a football team, and there are, Starting quarterback, the secondary quarterback, and you got this other guy that now comes in. He's the third string quarterback. So the, you think, okay, if you're the, the first string quarterback, you get knocked out of the game. Who goes in? Second. second string quarterback. Okay. Well, in this case, David would be the third string quarterback. So they, it's the second string quarterback, which would be Jonathan, gets passed over, and David would get put in as the first string quarterback. Now, would. Normally, unless the first, the second string quarterback's really a nice guy, would he help the third string quarterback take his place? No, probably not, okay? But that's exactly what's taking place. Jonathan knows what's gonna happen, and he says, you know what, I'm gonna be a part of this. It, it, I don't have to be king. I'm going to do what's right before the Lord, all right? So David's out in the wilderness. What, is, what does Jonathan do? It says, arose and went to David. He purposefully got up, left his house, got his chariot, his horse, whatever, all right, and, and probably some other guys with him because you, you didn't travel by yourself back then, especially if you were a prince, all right, and he, and he went out into the wilderness to find David and meet him, all right, he purposefully did that. It just didn't happen. He wasn't just happened to be walking through a wilderness one day and ran into David. He purposefully got up and went and did that. And what does he do when he gets there? Right? It's, what does it say he did? You guys tell me. Well, he did. You're right. He did do that. But look at verse 16. Encouraged them how? In God, exactly. Very good. Okay. He encouraged them in God. He didn't just go in and say, you know what, David, you're a great guy. I like you. You know, you got a lot of talent. You got a lot of this. You got, you know, you're, you know what, nobody's better at this than you. That's not what he did. Okay. He encouraged them in God. Now, how would, how could possibly Jonathan have encouraged them in God? What did, what did Jonathan know was going to happen in the future? We knew that, okay. 
What else does he know? What else does he know God's going to do? He's going to cry. David's going to become king. God, is, God has made it plain that David is going to be king. So Jonathan shows up and he says, David, listen, this is God's plan. Remember God's plan. He encouraged him in the Lord, not just, you know, tell him, oh, man, you're, you, you, know, you really know how to fight with a sword. You're really good. So if you get in a fight with Saul, you don't have any problem. He didn't tell him all that, any of that. He gave him basically the word of God. He said, David, this is what God said. You've got to trust God, even though your circumstance may be tough right now. You've got to hang in there and keep doing what you know is right to do because God has promised this is going to happen. All right? That's really important. All right? Let's see. All right. Uh, let's let's turn, to, turn to Gospel of John. It's amazing how this all worked out today. All right? So we're going to go exactly where we were today in worship. So go to 13. 34 and 35. All right. Now this is our Lord speaking. All right. He says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you that you also love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. All right, now flip over real quick to, to chapter 15, verse 15. He says, No longer do I call you slaves, for a slave does not know what his master is doing, but I called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. All right, so... Interesting relationship. The God of the universe, particularly the Lord Jesus, calls us his friends, all right? So let me see if I can do this. All right. So, God, Scripture teaches us that God chose us from the foundation of the world, okay? That's you, you and me. That's us, all right? The Father, the Father chose us, all right? Now, how did he accomplish what is going to be taking place a thousand million, two billion years from now, where we're all in them? How does that? How does that happen? How did he get that done? He's omniscient. Well, he's all he's all knowing. But how did he actually accomplish making us his children? Jesus. You guys know the answer. You know the answer. Okay, Jesus. All right. So the Lord Jesus came and died on the cross for us. All right, to make make us. Uh, his, how are we preserved and cared for and encouraged and strengthened and held in God's hand every day? Now that we're, now that we're saved, now that we've been born again, now that we have a relationship with God, how does, what has he promised, what did he do for us? Who did he give us? Holy Spirit. Okay, gave us the Holy Spirit, he gave us himself, okay, in the Holy Spirit, all right? So remember, God is a trinity. God is one. Can't explain that to you. Won't even try. All right? So the Father chose us. The Son paid for price for our sin, uh, thus redeeming us. The Holy Spirit is given to us to, to quicken us and make us alive. All right? So this, this is God loving us, okay, in a vertical way. God loves us in a vertical direction. All right? 
his love towards us. He has directed his love towards us, all right? And he, and he knows we need that. We can't be saved, we can't be redeemed, we can't be born again, we can't have new life without, without the love of God being shed for us, all right? And, and, and expressed us. But what does he also know that we need? We need horizontal love, all right? We need to, to have love for one another. And that's, that's what Jesus says in, in verse 34, I give you a new commandment that you love one another as also as I have loved you, all right? So it's important that uh, we know how to love one another, okay? And that is a very tangible thing. Love, love is something um, very tangible. It's a decision, it's a choice. Now how did Jonathan show, make a choice to show love towards David? What did he do? We just read about it. He got up out of his house and went to the wilderness to see his friend, all right? Doesn't say how far he checked. Well, it, from what I, what I looked at, where he went was 30 miles from uh, Jerusalem. Now, back 30 miles for us is, is nothing. You can do that in half an hour, driving to 60 miles an hour, all right? Um, but supposedly, when people like the pioneers traveled from the east to California, they made maybe 10 miles a day, all right? Traveling, traveling by horseback or caravan or wagon, you weren't doing 60 miles an hour. You weren't doing much faster than you walked, all right? Which is probably the pace they did. So it was a great effort for Jonathan to get up and go see his friend David. He could have let it go, you know? He said, oh, God's got it. God's in control. God says he's gonna make David king. I know that'll happen. But because he loved David as a friend and a brother before God, he sacrificed getting up and going to see David, all right? That meant packing up the caravan, taking food, telling if, if there was Mrs. Jonathan, Mrs. Jonathan, I'll be, I'll be back in a month, all right? Whatever it took, all right? Uh, it also put him at risk with his father, all right? Remember, Saul does not like David, all right? And, and Saul's Jonathan's dad, all right? So there's something, a very tangible action uh, that Jonathan did for David. Now, what are some tangible ways that we can show love for your friend? If you've got, you got a good friend, your best friend, how do you show and express that, that love for that person? What are the things you, we do? Yeah, go ahead. Very good. You could do that. Okay. What do you? What would you do? Maybe on just a regular, normal day, if you weren't inviting them to go to church. Let's say. What What do you do? Hmm? Pray for them. Okay. Excellent. All right. I mean, let me borrow this. What might you be doing? Texting them, calling them, talking to them on the phone. Did you see what happened in school today? You know. Um, you know, talking to them. Okay. Let's go ahead. Encourage them, okay? Well, how might a friend need encouragement? You guys all got friends. How, would, how might some of your friends need encouragement? Card or talk. Okay, give them a card. Okay, yeah. Does anybody actually send cards anymore? Does anybody? Yeah. Do you guys know what a stamp is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> an envelope? Do you even know what an envelope is? All right, okay, didn't know. All right. All right, so you send them a card, all right? Why, why might you have to need to encourage a friend of yours? What might be going on in your friend's life that you might need to encourage him? 
You guys, I know you guys did. What? What? Okay. May I have a hard time? Maybe they, they hate algebra. Okay. Maybe maybe they just don't get along with the algebra teacher. Okay. Maybe it's English. All right. And well, I hated English. All right. Um, you know. So you encourage them. Okay. What what else can be going on in somebody in one of your friends' life? I know you guys know these these answers. Okay. Because trials. What sort of trials? Death in the family. What if what if somebody's uh, grandpa passed away, all right? If, some, if your best friend's grandpa passed away, what are some things you might do? What? What'd you say? If somebody's grandfather passed away, what, what might you do? Pray for them? What physical thing would you probably do? Yeah. Go over, see them, how you doing? What are, what are other ways that you might do that? Are we still on the grandpa thing? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, go, go ahead. What? Well, I was going to say, like, if they're going through a hard time, like, bullies are bullying them. Or, okay, yeah. Like, what if? Go up to them and, like, encourage them, like, give them a card or. Stand with them if the bully's bullying them, you know? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, I got picked on in grade school all the time. So I was, I was probably in at least eight fights between seventh and eighth grade, That's right? Bad. You know? So, and it was, it, was, it was usually with the same kid, because he was just a rotten kid. He's still rotten, okay? <laughs> All right? I think he's forever going to be rotten. But, you know, what? But give him a hug? Give him a hug? Hugs are wonderful, okay? Hugs are great, okay? Um, so, let's go back to the grandfather thing again. So, somebody's grandfather dies. What do we do as a tradition that if somebody has a family member pass away, what do we go do? A funeral, all right? So are funerals fun? No. no. Okay, what else do you do? Other than the funeral, what else might you do? What? Make them a dinner. Oh, that's always a good one. Make them a dinner, absolutely. All right? What is another thing that, as a tradition, we go do with, uh, when somebody dies? You go to this place. A, a funeral home. You go, you go to the mortuary, whatever you want to call it, okay? And you visit. Is that any fun to do? No. no, it's not. It's it's difficult. Okay, it's it, even even for adults, it is difficult. At best, all right. You never seem to have the right words to share. You know, you feel like whatever you say is going to sound trivial, and you know. But what what does your friend really just need you to do? Just be there. Okay, just be there. Okay, so the sacrifice maybe putting on a decent pair of pants and a nice shirt or a nice dress for the girls and, 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 and going to the funeral home, asking your mom or your dad, say, listen, uh, my friend's grandpa passed away. I really need to go to the funeral home. And can I go to, can I go to the funeral on Saturday? Would you take me? Okay. That's, that's something sacrificial you can do. What, what are other things that we can do, you do for your friend that you do because it's not always the best thing, greatest thing to do. You don't necessarily always like doing it, but you do it. What if you're really good at algebra and your friend's really bad at algebra? What are you going to do? And you're going to help them. You're going to tutor them. Tutor them. I, you know? Um, what if, what if uh, you're really good at baseball, all right? Okay? And, and your buddy's really bad at baseball, okay? Okay? <laughs> So, so Adam's, Adam's really bad at baseball? You're really bad at baseball? Okay. And Landon's really good? Okay. All right. So, so Landon, Adam's 
Adam's afraid of the ball. Okay. <laughs> every 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 time Adam stands to the plate, okay, stands in the box, and the pitch comes, he does what? He die. He bails out. He dives right out. Okay. So, so is he going to get a hit like that? Oh, no. no. He's not even going to get a walk. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And, and eventually, he's not going to get the play. Right. So, so, so then, so Landon, what would you do as a friend? I got to train him. Okay, so how, how, how would you, how would you do that? Throw baseballs at him. You know what? That's exact, that, that is exactly right, okay? Believe it or not, my oldest son, uh, when he was playing Little League, got hit twice in the head. Uh, once by the coach pitching to him, and once by another pitcher in the game. And so, so my oldest son, Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Bailed out all the time. He was bailing out of, out of the box. All, I could, couldn't get him to stay. So I, I had him stand at the plate, and I simply threw at him. I kept, I kept throwing baseballs at him, you know? And, and I said, Joey, you just got to hang in there. Just stand there. If you got to close your eyes, stand there, all right? And I, Joseph, yeah. But I spelled mine with a PH. He spells his with an F, okay? okay. So, because uh, I didn't want a junior. Um, so... Eventually, he figured out, you know what? These don't hurt that bad, all right? And he was able, he was able to stand in the box, all right? Okay. So, but you know what? So, Landon, if you're going to do that sort of thing, when, when are you going to do it? During practice? Well, maybe not because you've got to practice. Yeah, you're with the rest of the team. So, so and you don't want to embarrass Adam in front of the rest of the team, right? Because he's your friend, all right? You know, you know, you feel bad for him. He can't hit. He can't hit. Yeah, yeah. So, what, so what are you going to do? You're going to say, hey, Adam, listen, man, meet me at the park Saturday at 1 o'clock, and we'll, we'll work on it together. You, you could have you went to the pool and went swimming, but no, you're going to help Adam, all right? Okay? Yes. So, all right, so let's change it up a little bit. Girls? What do girls do? Volleyball. Volleyball. We'll play volleyball. Okay? Volleyball, right? Okay. 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 So, all right. So, you, you're really great at volleyball. You can bump. You can set. You can spike. All right? I found it extremely hard to bump. All right? I just never could quite get the, the whole... Whatever that, whatever that is. Okay. Well, it always hit like this part or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but you got to learn to do that, right? So you're at volleyball practice and your friends, your friends uh, playing. She can't bump worth a dime. Every time the ball comes, you just, you know. So what do you do? You stay, you stay after. You say, hey, listen, listen. Why don't you hang out? And you and I, and I'll, I'll throw it to you, and you just bump it back to me. You just you do that for an hour, okay? You could, so you missed, you missed maybe sitting at home watching your favorite TV show, all right? So love is sacrificial, okay? And it isn't always, you know, uh, sacrificial giving $50 to the mission fund or uh, feeding the homeless or... Um, Something big like that. Sometimes you, love is expressed in the simplest ways by doing simple things and caring things for the friends in your life, all right? And maybe, maybe they're not even the biggest friend in your life. Maybe it's just another kid on the team who is struggling and you take time out to help them, all right?
show up at funeral homes, show, you know. Uh, one of my sons, uh, actually his father passed away and it was so hard uh, for Samuel to go to the funeral home. Samuel said, Dad, I just don't want to go. I hate those places. Uh, they're no fun to be. I said, son, I get it, but he's your friend. He goes, well, I'll go talk to him later. I said, he doesn't need you later. He needs you now, all right? So he toughed it out, put on a coat, put on a tie, went, went to the funeral home. To come home, he said, you know what, Dad? I, I don't even know what I said. I don't even... All I remember is we sat in the corner, and, and when he cried, I cried, all right? And when he was upset, I was upset, all right? So you just got to be there. Love, love as, as believers, okay, we experience the love of God. And, and if you've been born again, you've been saved, you've been redeemed, okay, you know what that feels like in your heart, okay? You know what it, what it feels, you feel the weight of, of your own unworthiness, and yet you still feel the love that God shed his own blood for you. You, you, you. It's something you can't explain to anybody fully if they haven't been redeemed, all right? So you know what that feels like, okay? You also know what it feels like to be loved horizontal, okay? From your mom, your dad, uh, your grandparents, your brother or your sister, actually, you know? Sometimes that actually happens, all right? Um, God, Jesus said, I expect you all to love one another like this, okay? It's, it's not easy, okay? It's, it's not going to be easy all the time. Um, so let's see, what else, what else like we got today? So you have to make a conscious effort to love, okay? And as a Christian, okay, how would you encourage somebody, Christian to Christian, brother to brother, somebody struggling with something going on in their life, and you, it's more than just baseball, okay? More than just volleyball. To have something going on in life to struggle. How as a Christian would you encourage somebody? Yeah. Um, like somebody's having a hard time being consistent with reading the Bible, you can help them find tactics that is equal to them. Okay. So you might share with them what you do, okay? As, as far as when you have your quiet time, when you read your Bible, okay? Uh, what else can you do? What else? Might you share with them? Yeah. Just tell them the truth about God. Okay. Tell them the truth about God. So how do we tell somebody the truth about God? What do we? What is the truth about God? The Bible. The Bible. Okay. So you might share Scripture with them. You know, if they're they're uh, they're doubting their salvation. Okay. You might share with them some verses of Scripture that affirm that we are held by God in His hand. All right. And Jesus says we're in his hand, and the Father holds Jesus in his hand, all right? And so no one can take us from him, all right? You might share that sort of scripture. What else uh, might you share with them? So if, let's say um, they're struggling with, uh, they just lie all the time. They're your best friend, okay? Um, but they, they are always telling these great whoppers of stories that you know aren't true. What might you share with them? If you really love them and you want their life to be right, what would you share with them? What? The Bible. The Bible. What does the, the God say about lying? <laughs> Do not. Do not. Okay? It's a, it's a sin, all right? You just, you point them a scripture, you know, and you say, hey, Ab, listen, man. You told me you had $8 million and three cars at your house. Mm -hmm. All yours. But you know what? 
I know that ain't true. And this is what it says right here. It says here that we shouldn't lie. Why? I like you. You don't have to lie about stuff, okay? Everything, you know. So you share the truth of God's word as it applies and can be applied to somebody's life, all right? And, and so that's sacrificial in that one. You also have to have to know it. And if you don't know it, you got to go find it. You got to look it up. You got to study it. You got to understand what it means, all right? So there's effort in that. And then you got to put yourself on the line, okay, and go to your friend and say, hey, listen, I love you. You're my best friend. But you know what? You got to stop cheating on your history test. You know, quit. I saw you looking over at Adam's test. And first of all, you shouldn't be cheating off of Adam anyway because you're probably not going to get a good score, all right? <laughs> so, so don't cheat off of Adam during the test, all right? Cheating, cheating's a sin, all right? Now, what do you risk when you walk up to a friend and tell them they're doing something wrong? You risk your friendship, right? Okay. But if, but if you love your friend, you're going you're gonna to tell them, okay? It's, it's hard. It's not easy, all right? Um, you, but you put yourself out there. You put yourself at risk because you like your friend, all right? If um, you have a friend who, uh, let's say, we'll pick on the ladies for a while, all right? So you have a friend, and the way she's dressing, she claims to be a Christian, all right? She uh, goes to church with you, but she always seems to wear these dresses that are just a little inappropriate, okay? And you, you think, you know what? You know, ah, come on. You, you, you say, you know what? You're beautiful just the way you are. But you know, you don't have to dress like that, okay? And scripture says that as a woman, we are to be modest, okay? And, and not be like that. You know, I love you. I think it's a, that's a really great color on you. You should always wear that green, okay? Because it makes your eyes pop, okay? But, but don't, it's just a little too short, okay? Don't do that, all right? Um, so those, those are things. That's what I wanted to talk to you today about, about that. So how many, guys, how many guys can without a doubt say you know who your very best friend is? Yeah. Without a doubt, you know who your best friend is. Okay, okay, all right. What would you do for them? Just about anything, right? Okay, would you, would you put your life at risk for them? Yeah, probably, okay. Really? Yeah, you hope so, okay? I mean, if you're, you're standing on the corner and you're waiting across the street together and with, you're with your best friend and he or she steps out off the curb before you do, okay? And there's a big gasoline truck driving down the street, rumbling down the street, okay? No, no, that's not what you're gonna do. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're gonna pull them back, all right? You gotta, but but what, do you, what do you risk, what do you risk if, if they've stepped out in the street in front of a tractor trailer and you reach out to grab them, what do you risk? You risk your life, right? Okay. But you put yourself at risk for your friend, all right? So what I want to encourage you guys today, our Lord commands us to love one another, okay? It's not easy. It's not always fun. Uh, it's not always convenient, okay? But it's a command. So I want to encourage you guys, uh, your, your best friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ, do what's necessary to love them, okay? Even if it takes extra time, extra money from your allowance, okay? Means giving up, maybe going to a party just to go hang out at your one friend's house who's sad about something. Whatever it takes, do it, all right? Because it's well worth it in the end, all right?
So we experience God's love vertically through, through, through what he has done for us, redeeming us. We, we experience it horizontally through our love for one another. All right. Father, I thank you that you are God Almighty. Nothing is too hard, too difficult, or too simple for you to bother with, Lord. You care. Um, your, your word teaches us says that you have strong arms um, that you're able to accomplish. As a matter of fact, uh, your word says that your name is I Am. You are sufficient, Lord. Um, so for all these, these requests, Lord, whether it's uh, an uncle with uh, ribs, ankles that are weak, um, somebody getting married, Lord, can't get married, a friend who just got saved as a hard uh, family, Lord, all these things, even the ones that I've just now forgotten, Lord, you have not forgotten. You know and understand, and you are capable. We lift these up to you, Father, and ask that, ask that in your, your generosity and your abundance of your power and strength and the, the glory of who you are, that you would intercede and help and bless in each one of these situations, Lord. Uh, we love you. We thank you for our life with you. Help us to understand, fully understand your love for us and help us to fully understand how we are and then in turn instructed uh, to love one another. Help us this week to do something loving and kind for somebody, uh, even if uh, it takes a lot of sacrifice on our part. Uh, again, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for our life in you. We ask this 